I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. What's up, Savage Boss Babes and Dudes? It's Diana inside the Savage Podcast once again. And this time you are going to want to listen. So yes, pop your headphones in. If you're at the gym, if you're on your way to work, turn it up because you are not going to want to miss a single minute of this episode. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce her. Today we've got uh, guru, lash guru extraordinaire, owner and guru at uh, Jen Pope's Lashes Salon. Bienvenida. What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> I've been dying to do that. <laughs> Man, I am so excited to have you here. I am super stoked because we've been following each other for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it started through our, our business uh, Instagram pages and then right. it transitioned into our uh, personal pages. Yes. But uh, whatever the way it is that we, that our, our paths intertwined on social media, I just, I really like your transparency on, on social media. The fact that you're not afraid to share, to talk the nitty gritty, to talk the good stuff. And I'm just really excited about having you here, about giving you this opportunity to share your story because there's, and and we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth about this post, but there's one post in particular that when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get her (laughs) on the podcast. She has to do an episode because she has a story and I think it's, it's amazing and people need to hear it. Thank you. What's up, Jen? Tell me. us about you. Tell us where you're from. Okay. Well, I am originally from San Antonio, um, South Side of San Antonio. What to do, South Side? Yeah, South Side. Um, my mom's side of the family, my dad's side of the family, both grew up on the South Side, um, graduated from McCullum. Um, when I was seven, my mom married military. Okay. So we moved to Norfolk, Virginia. Um, and this was in the 80s. So this was 88. And I was seven years old, moved to Norfolk, Virginia. He never got stationed anywhere else. So that's where I grew up. I didn't move back to San Antonio until I was 26. So your childhood memories, are they mostly uh, from uh, San Antonio or from moving over there to Virginia? A lot of them, I still have very fond, you know, childhood memories from San Antonio because my grandparents, um, you know, raised me while I was here. Uh So, you know, grandparents, they always turn up on the grandkids, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so I I remember my childhood, you know, to a T almost, you know, with my grandparents here. But yeah, a lot of my childhood, elementary school, middle school, high school. That was all in Virginia. So what was Virginia life like for you? Um, well, it was the 80s. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not too, you know, familiar with what military was getting paid back in the 80s. But I do remember living in military housing and we were poor. Now, we didn't think we were poor because everyone around us lived the same way. So none of us were like, oh, you're poor. And yeah. Your mama's poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't do any of that. Um, but looking back at it as an adult, it's like. We were know, poor. We were poor. Like, <laughs> and this was military housing. You know, since then, they've um, knocked down the whole uh, complex and they've rebuilt and it looks really nice. But, you know, when I moved to the uh, moved there in the 80s, 
it was steel doors, roaches, rats, really? the whole nine yards. But I mean, we had, those were like the best times of my life. That's when I don't even think Nintendo was out yet. Really? So, yeah. so it was your, it was your parents. And then, I mean, do you have siblings? I do. I have a brother that's five years younger than me. Um, he was born here in San Antonio too. So he was, he was really young when we moved out there. And then, um, I have a sister who's 10 years younger than me. And so she was born there in Virginia. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, really different. They have seasons. They have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm originally from, uh, from Oregon. So I know oh. what four season weather oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. We had a <laughs> snow. Yeah. Um, you know, we had the fall, the summer. Do you miss it? I do. Because I, I, I do. I do get homesick. I do get homesick, especially with the beach, you know, because we were, I lived in Norfolk, but we were very close to Virginia beach. Um, Virginia's a lot smaller than, you know, Texas, of course. Um, so when you go from city to city in Texas, it kind of is like a trip. Like you have to plan for that. Um, yeah. And in Virginia, you know, you can go through seven major cities in like an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was pretty And if you small. blink too long, you might miss something. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I was raised in Norfolk, Virginia, but, um, you know, Virginia Beach was a hop, skip and a jump away. I kind of missed, you know, not taking advantage of the beach the way I should have yeah. when I was living there. Because now going to the beach here is like, you know driving forever and trying mm-hmm. to you know so um yeah we had the beach everything was close by everything was right there so I miss it I do you know because a lot of my friends are still there too and what was growing up over there like I mean was it difficult for you to adapt um the the community itself is it because uh, over here there's there's a little bit of everything it's especially San Antonio has it's a very flavorful city where there you get a little bit of this a little bit of that San Antonio is very diverse yes. compared to where I was from. Um, where I was from, there weren't a lot of Mexicans. Um, Straight up. Yeah, <laughs> there weren't a lot of Mexicans. Um, all my life, I Did you have, guys stick out like a sore thumb? Uh, kind of, sort of. And if we didn't stick out, they put us in a category where you don't know how many times, the you know, I was Filipino. Really? The Filipino, there, there's a large... Um, Community, Filipino community there in Virginia. Based, I think it has to do with like the military and everything. Um, you know, we had Filipino restaurants, and they were just they were good. Really good food. Yes, I do miss that too. Mm-hmm. Um, there just wasn't a lot of Mexicans, you know. And we were so close to like up north that if someone did, you know, think we're, we were Hispanic, it wasn't Mexican. We were Puerto Rican. Really? Yes. So growing up, it was, you know, Puerto Rican Jennifer or Puerto Rican Jared. That's my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, we were five years apart, so we were always together. So, And that's how people would, you know, describe us, I guess. You know? yeah. They would, yeah, you know, you know, Puerto Rican Jennifer. Not Puerto Rican, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I even, I'll never forget in eighth grade. Oh, man, I'll never... Was it eighth grade or seventh grade? I was in middle school, definitely in middle school. And I remember um, this kid was like, you know, you're not Mexican. And I'm like, I am Mexican. I am Mexican. And he's like, you're not Mexican. Your head isn't big. What? (laughs) (laughs) 
And I went home and I was telling my mom, I'm like, that they told me I'm not Mexican because my head isn't big. And I, it was just. How would your mom handle those situations? You know, my mom was like, okay, okay. Just tell him, tell him you are. You know, and she would just, <laughs> just tell him you are. Tell him, and then she would say, you know, tell him your uncles, your uncles have big heads. But just go, like she yeah, wasn't yeah. really phased, you know, it. She wasn't the type to sit down and talk to you and be like, you know, maybe if you try talking to them or right. no, 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 just no. She was like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I mean, but over the years, you know, I just, it was actually for me when I moved back to San Antonio, I'm Mexican. But when I moved back to San Antonio, it was like a culture shock. Really? Did you feel out of so, place? I did. And I still do. Why? I, you know, um, I try very hard to not have like the accent. Okay. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I did, you know, come back down, of course, with like a, a little up north kind of accent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I did. I, I felt real out of place. Like there were things that I, I, uh, didn't know about as far as clothes wise and doing my hair. You know, I used to wear a lot of braids, things like that. And it okay. just was like, oh, but, you know. I, they do I, it differently. Right. And I just, I, I did try very hard to fit in because I was 26. So like trying to find friends at 26. So what brought hard. you back to, to San Antonio? Um. So I have two kids who are now 23 and my son's about to be 20. I had my daughter my senior year, like still in high school. And then I had my, my son right after. Okay. Um, moved right into, you know, section eight. And I very much was, um, rough around the edges, you know, even with kids, I was still young. Now I look back and I can say like, I just didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 18, going on 19 with two kids. I wasn't even old. You were still drink. a baby. Right. So, and trying to like have my own, you know, I guess you want to call it an apartment, you know, and, but I was still in the immature mindset of like being out and about and in, you know, in the mix and I want to be here and be there and, um, so I did pretty much have like a pretty rough lifestyle, if you want to say. Still fighting, still, you know, doing this and being places. So um, was your family still supportive of you during this time? They they were, um, but it wasn't long after that that they moved back here. And I already had two kids. Okay. So I didn't come back with them. So I was the only one there in Virginia and everybody had already moved back to San Antonio. To San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could handle myself. You know Was it I difficult mean? once they moved out? Oh, yeah. And you were over there by yourself? Yeah, it was. But but again, I thought I had it. Like, you couldn't tell me I wasn't grown. You know, I was I was already, you know, yeah. 18. And, you know, back yeah, yeah, then, yeah. like, I got this. You know, I, I'm going to figure it out or whatever. Um, So, uh. When my daughter was six and my son was three, their father was murdered. Um, he was he went out one night 
um, and was set up. They tried to rob him, and they uh, shot him. Nobody's ever been arrested. Um, they think they know who did it, and it was just a lot of drama behind what had happened to him. Um, and during all this time, you're they're trying to raise two, two babies. Yeah, she was without six. your family anymore. Yeah, um, she was six, and my son was three. And uh, you know that I I feel like that was my first mature adult moment. You know, was it um, a wake up call for you? Yes, going to the funeral was like my son was three. Going on four, um, he talked, you know, pretty well. And I'll never forget, you know, we were at the church, open casket, and they start, you know, to close the casket. And my son starts screaming in the church, you know, don't do that. My daddy's in there. My daddy's in there, you know, and he's screaming. And it was like, that was my first, uh, like, I need to get it together. Like, I don't have it together. You know what I mean? Um, If I go to jail, if something happens to me, they have nobody, you know? So um, I left. I left everything. I remember I had some money saved up in a shoebox. I took that money. I put as many pictures as I could because, you know, back then it wasn't cell phones. And Mm -hmm. there were cell phones, but... I. I don't even think that there were cell phones you could take pictures with. Yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was um, phones that were made to to to, to, to talk, talk, and that was right. it. And I actually think uh, <laughs> text messaging was just you know starting to be a thing or whatever. <laughs> um, so I I went and I took that money. I put as many pictures as I could in my pockets. Um, it was cold, so I remember having coats. And I stuffed as many pictures as I could in the diaper bag in my pockets. And I took our birth certificates, our social security cards, and the clothes on our back. I didn't even have a suitcase. I just had the diaper bag. And I I came back. I didn't even know how far Houston was from San Antonio. Because I went to the airport. This is when, you know, you could just kind of walk in the airport and do whatever. Yeah. Um, I walked in the airport and... They're like, well, we have something going into Houston. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that, you know. And I call my mom like, hey, I'm in Houston. She's like, it's going to take me, you know, this how, you know, this long to get there. And I'm like, what? Like, that's Why so far. far? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I wasn't used to that, you know. So, and that was actually my first time on a plane, too. Mm-hmm. I realized I was scared to fly. Why, why, were your, uh, why were your pictures so important to you? Um, I have never been really like camera shy mm-hmm. um or anything like that back in the day now you know now I'm like oh god thank god for filters kind of thing <laughs> but back in the day you couldn't tell me I wasn't photogenic okay mm-hmm. like you couldn't tell me that was your thing yes me and my friends would save our little money and we'd go to um you know CVS the corner store whatever it was there and we would buy film uh-huh. to put in the camera and then we'd go and we'd save some more money to get them developed and we would do like these little photo shoots with changing clothes and I don't know I just all those pictures and and I do sometimes I'm like I know I had a picture of 
this. And I'm like, it must have been one that didn't. Yeah. So it was the memories, the stories behind each or in each captured in each picture. Right. Right. So like the the pictures that I was able to get, you know, I really hold them near and dear because I don't know what happened to the other ones. I'm sure they cleaned them out (laughs) right now. So did your family know that you were headed over here or you just kind of surprised them like, hey, come pick me up? I just kind of surprised them like, hey, pick me up. (laughs) Yeah. I'm here with two kids and, you know, my grandparents at the time were still alive. Um, my grandmother, she's still alive. My grandfather has passed on, but um, they had no problem with, come on, come. Yeah, I'm sure they were with, happy to see oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was a struggle to get on my feet. It's something new. I don't know anybody. And especially when summer hit, oh, girl I was ready to go back yeah I was like give me a bus ticket this is unbelievable oh yeah, oh, yeah. no the first year that I moved over here the hottest day I think was like 111 oh. and I just and oh and we I, I mean I was in radio we used to do uh, they used to do a lot of events and concerts and stuff mm-hmm. and I and this was the hottest day and they picked this day to do something I don't know with some <laughs> band or something and I'm like why are we out here like is this supposed to be fun? Like, how is this fun? We're sitting out here in the torturous sun, 111 degrees. Yeah. Like, why can't you people do stuff inside? Like, is that not a thing over here or what? Right. I'll never, I, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that, you know, going in my mom's house, like, bro, turn on the AC. <laughs> no, I'm not turning on the AC. My light bill was $67 this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's so hot. Yeah. I felt like I, I'm like, Somebody help me. But, you know, we got through that. Yeah. You know, they were very supportive when I got down here. They were, you know, especially my grandfather. My grandfather really helped me get on the right track, you know, once I got here. So you get here and what do you do? Where do you start? So get here, um, try to, like, get a job kind of hard, you know, um, because even though I did have a lot of family support, um, they all worked. Mm-hmm. They all, everybody has their own life. Exactly. Everybody works. So it wasn't like I could just go, hey, well, I'm here now. So quit your job and watch my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that. So um, I just tried my hardest to like work. I remember unloading um, 18 wheeler trucks um, for Dollar General. Um, and I was just getting little jobs. There was a call center here that was 411. You know, you remember you would call like 411? Yeah, yeah. You would get like the phone number? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they had like a call center over there by um, Ingram Park Mall, like somewhere over there in that okay. area. So I was doing that for a little bit. And then um, I got a job. Well, I met my husband. I met my husband. Um, and we started dating. And I remember getting hired or I filled out an app or did the application for um Aetna oh okay medical insurance yeah yeah yeah. um and they were you know paying good and I'm like oh my god like it's gonna be a Monday through Friday nine to five but the kids are in school until 2 30 I don't know what I'm gonna do I really want this job and at the time my husband he uh works overnights it's actually just recently that he stopped working overnights. He's been really? working overnight since 99. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So he was like, okay, well, I'll help you. What I can do is, you know, when I get off, I'll sleep at 
your place and then you know instead of going home and going to sleep I'll sleep at your place and then I, I can go pick the kids up until you get off of work so I was like okay yeah that that works out perfectly and I stayed at, I was there at Edna for seven almost, close to eight years and it was I mean it sounds like he was godsend pretty much oh because God, yeah yeah you know how else would you have been able to do it wouldn't have I wouldn't have, you know, because I, I couldn't afford aftercare. Um, I couldn't afford daycare. You know, daycare was out of control. I didn't have anybody to pick them up. So it was like, man, I'm going to have to, you know, stay at this job. And I really want this one. And yeah, so he was. He was like, no, I'll, I'll, I can help you out, you know. And it actually stayed like that until our kids, well, actually, a, a maybe three months ago, he just went to working days. Really? So all through our years of, you know, he's always been the one that has been home when the kids got home from school, stuff like that. And I've been the one to work during the day and he worked at nights. I've always wondered, was it easy for you to allow somebody to come into your life, um, during that, that situation that you were living and then your, your children are so small, was it hard for you to trust oh, somebody? Yeah. yeah it and was. how did you get over it? Um, or how did you get past it? You know, it wasn't until my kids showed that they were into him that I could finally, you know, ease up. I feel like as moms, we're always going to be a certain way because me and him have our son together. The, the eight-year-old, we started all over again. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> I'm like, how much time do you have? Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and even with him, you know, if he tries to, or when he does discipline him, I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, don't. And he's like, you know, let me do my thing. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, so yeah. I felt that. 10 times more with the kids because it's like, oh man, is he doing this, you know, you know out of a good place from his heart? Is right. it? So, um, you know, it would be, I would say something to him and it wasn't until like the kids would say, mom, don't yell at him or don't say that to him or, and I'm like, but in my head, you know, I never asked them, but in my head, I'm like, well, you're not mad at him. He just, you know, you yeah. you just got in trouble with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't until they started showing that that I would be like, okay, let so me. So it was kind of them that gave him the seal oh, of approval. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, there was one time, and it was in the beginning, you know, and because he didn't come around my kids in the beginning. It wasn't like, oh, you're taking me on my first date. Here's my kids. Yeah. Like, no. Um, it took us a while. And, uh, you know, one time after he's met the kids a couple of times or a few times, actually, you know, in a few birthday parties. And I remember um, he's like, you know, let's go to the movies, me, you and the kids. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, my kids, they're they're young. So mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And he didn't have any. You know, he didn't have any kids. So I was like, please, guys, whatever you do, can you just, like, behave? Yeah. I just want, I, you know, please behave for me. We're going to go to the movies. Okay, Mom. You know, and they're running around. And we go to the movies. Everything is great. We have a great time. We're on our way home. We're And I'm like, yes, my kids did so good. <laughs> go. Girl, we're almost there. And my daughter goes, 
thank you for taking us out. I had so much fun, daddy. Oh, and I remember kind of looking over to the side and his eyes were huge. Then the little, the little boy, the, my son, uh-huh. Jasmine, that is not your daddy. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> and she's like, I can call him daddy if I want to. And that, but Jasmine, that is not your daddy. Don't be calling, you know, and I'm just, I'm at this point, I'm just looking out the window. I'm like, oh man, it was too late to turn around and be like, Hey, y'all stop. Yeah, or, you yeah. Know. And then my daughter goes, you know, right, right. I can call you daddy, right? And he's like, of course, he's like, uh, you know, whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and they're little. What is he going to do? No, you don't call me. Your, you know, he's like, yeah, whatever you. And my son goes, well, you know, you still ain't our dad. <laughs> and he was maybe He was still not five. too convinced. Yeah. He's like, well, you still ain't our daddy. That is so cool, though, because that series, I mean, that had to have come from her heart. Right. And, you know, I got out of the car and I remember, like, telling him, well, I had fun. You know, (laughs) thank you for everything, because I really, (laughs) I really think I I, I didn't think I was going to hear from him again. But But I was like, but he stuck around. He did. He did. And now we're 16 years. Wow. Congratulations. Uh, thank Thank you. Yeah, we have the two adults and the baby, so... And then, okay, so then let's fast forward to you guys uh, uh, decide to become a family. Mm-hmm. And then when does the, the, your, your business, how does that take off? So, you know, when I was working at Aetna, um, liked it in the beginning because I never had a job that I was there for that long and had benefits. Stability. Right. So... You know, um, but after a while doing that, I would tell him like, man, I feel like I'm made for more. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm, and I would tell him, I I didn't know what it was, but I'm like, I feel like I'm meant for more, man, than this, you know. And he would say, yeah, you know, what are you you going to do, you know? Yeah. Um, To be honest, I hated the job. I loved my coworkers. Um. But, I mean, nobody ever calls their insurance with good news. You know, it's always something. So I I didn't like that part of, you know, it was starting to wear on me. I Mm -hmm. didn't care for it. How long did you do it for? Uh, It was like seven, eight years. Okay, for a while then. Oh, yeah. You stuck it out. Yeah. Um, And it was hard to let go because you have the paycheck, you have the 401k, you have the benefits, you have. So it's kind of hard to just go, ah, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. You know, especially... I was already 34, 35. Um, so, you know, I'm like, man, I have, you know, at the time the eight-year-old wasn't in the picture yet. Um, oh, no, yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Um, he was in the picture. So it was, it really wasn't easy for me to go, ah, you know what, I'm going to step away from these three kids, my husband, the bills that we have, and I'm just going to shoot for the stars. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something, you know, um, Maybe, you know, in my 20s, early 20s, that would have been all right. But, you know, now I'm like 35 and I'm feeling the pressure of kind of like making the right decisions and stuff like that. Um, So I got my real estate license. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a real estate agent because they make good money and they make their own hours. And, you know, I was absolutely the worst real estate agent on the face of this earth. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why would I you say that? All, I was the worst. I was the worst. I'm not a salesperson. Okay. I'm not. That's one thing I'm just not. I'm, and that's I, that's probably the number one thing you have exactly, to have. Exactly. Exactly. To begin with. <laughs> right. And I was just like, hey, oh my God, bro, do you want the house? Yes or no? Like... <laughs> Like, why are we doing, you could have seen these pictures online yeah, or you yeah. know what I mean? And I just was losing like patience. Girl, I was the worst. I was like, you want the house? Yes or no? <laughs> like it was no. And I always thought I would be good. I was like, oh man, I'm going to be an amazing real estate agent because I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. No, it takes a lot more than that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you putting all these numbers in front of me. I don't want to do this. Like this is not. Mm-hmm. So I went and did that. Went right back to Edna because I was like, this is not my thing. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm the absolute worst real estate agent ever. So um, lashes, actually, I never thought of doing beauty industry related. No, never. I don't even, I, if I could wear a ponytail and a bun, that I'm for comfort. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm not, um, I wasn't the one even looking at that. What happened was I had a meeting um, with Aetna to set up retired teachers in Texas, their medical benefits. So we had this meeting to go to, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to really do my makeup and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I go on YouTube because I struggled with putting the strips on. Oh, okay. strip lashes, right. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch this video and I'm going to put these strip lashes on. And when I YouTubed how to put on lashes, it was some girl and she was putting on like cluster lashes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like the ones that you buy in H-E-B. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, like I would, you know, I wouldn't, I would do that. That looks easier. Right. So I started doing that on myself. Little do I know, like I'm tearing my lashes to pieces (laughs) because that's like the worst thing ever come to find out you know, cluster lashes, they're horrible. Um, so I go to work and people are like, who does your lashes? Who did your lashes? And, and I'm like, me, I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. so we started do my lashes on lunch break and really, and then it was, Hey, my cousin wants her lashes, you to do her lashes. And I actually had a friend um, that was like, I'm going to have this housewarming party. You want to do lashes there? Because this isn't cluster lashes. Wasn't the two hours, you know, getting the lash mm-hmm. extensions. This is 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And you're just throwing them on there, you know? Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And my Facebook memories pop up and it's like 11 years ago. And I'm posting a picture of a girl with cluster lashes. And I'm like, I'll come to you $15, you know? And I always was like, ah, it's a side, just side hustles, yeah. side, you know, side money. And that's how it really started. That's, I was doing people on my couch for years. That's the magic of YouTube right there. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> I would have never, I would have never, I would have never done it, ever. I yeah. would have never thought to do it. So one day, man, I just went to work and I was just so fed up. I was so fed up. And how did you get to the point uh, that you say, you know what? I could, this is, this is probably what could start bringing in the bread. So I I still didn't even know about lash extensions. I was still doing cluster lashes, you know, the, the cheaper version. Yeah. And, um, and one day 
I started looking into like lash extensions and, you know, just kind of researching what do you have to do to, you know, do it and all the, all these things. And one day, man, I just had a really bad day at work. It was just a really bad day. And I got up and I was like, Hey, I'm out just like that. And I don't recommend anybody to do that or anything like that. Cause that, that was horrible. But I left there and I went straight to the school and I signed up for school to get my esthetician license. And it wasn't until I started school that I found out like about lash extensions and what I was doing was pretty bad for people's lashes. Uh-huh. Like it was the cheaper version and it was ripping out people's eyelashes and the whole nine yards. So, you know, um, back then when I got my esthetician's license, I actually um, liked doing facials. I was real into it. I was like, oh, I like this. And so you kind of discovered that there was more to it. Exactly. Right. And I liked it all. I really did. I liked it all. And when I graduated, um, I wanted to offer everything. And I did. I had everything, lashes, facials. But back then, there weren't a lot of girls doing lashes when I started doing them. Okay. Um, So lashes just took over. Gotcha. And, and which I was fine with that because that's actually where my heart is. Like, and okay, so you you quit your job, you go and you mm-hmm. sign up for school, and you fully commit like one hundred percent to only yes. school, or you start doing something else. I was just. Doing I mean, ha- the how were you supporting yourself? Yeah, I was just doing the lashes on the side, you know, when I could. But I went to school and I gave it full time, one hundred, and, and my husband, my poor husband. Uh, what did he, he say? You know, my husband's very laid back. Okay. Me and him are like fire and water. We're very different. And uh, he's real chill. Very chill. And when I got home, I said, "Man, I gotta talk to you." About <laughs> and he's already. Were like, you kind of beating the bush? You didn't know how to even start or where yeah, to begin. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta talk to you. He's like, "What, Jennifer?" And he does that little <laughs> thing. What, Jennifer? And I'm like, okay. I said, so don't be mad. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Yeah. I'm like, don't be mad. Okay. And he's like, what, Jennifer? So I tell him what happened and he's like, all right, man, well, you're going to have to do it. He was like, because I was already getting tired of hearing you complain about your job so much. He yeah. was like, that if this is what's going to make you happy, do it, but you need to do it. Um, and to be honest with you, I was still scared when I graduated and got my esthetician license. Um, I applied at another call center. Really? I did. I did. I did. And I told, I remember telling my husband, like, no, you know what? I'm just going to work at this call center and I'm just going to do it for two years just to, like, help us get back on track. And then I'll go. And he's Full like, time. Well, yeah. And then he's like, you know, he, he's the one who actually told me, he was like, well, what was the point of all that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because we did. We struggled for... I, want to say I was in school for six months um you know we struggled and so he was like what was the point in all that for you to go back to something that you you didn't like Mm -hmm. he was like I didn't do all that for you not to use this license you know so it kind of forced me to do it and I'm happy I did it because I was I had an interview and everything I was did you end up going or no no No. I was like you know what he's right let me just I'm it kind of put it. you back in your place Yeah, because yeah. I was scared I was scared I was like I, I don't even know what I'm like what am I doing I don't know you know and there were several times when I was still in school you know that I was like I'm the oldest one in here did that intimidate you um yeah 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 you know I even had a girl once tell me uh oh my god you know you're the same age as my mom can I call you mom <laughs> 
<laughs> what did you tell her, girl? Uh, yeah, I was uh, just like, uh, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you may not. <laughs> like, but, it, it, you know, it was stuff like, oh, my God, you're so-and-so. Oh, man, you know, my mom's, you know, you and I get it. You know, they were they were really young. They were fresh out of high school. So mm. it was like, you know, sometimes they would say some things. And I'm like, eh, you don't know any better. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to kind of chunk it up to that. But yeah. um, it was because I'm like, how am I going to be this old? You know, and I wasn't really that old. But I mean, you know, when you're in a room full of 18, 19 year old girls, it's like, and then I'm already not into, you know, uh, all these new beauty trends and all the, you know, it was like, how are you going to keep up with that? You know, um, it, yeah, it makes you feel like, you know, are, is this what you're really doing? You know, like, or can like, you, right. Or can no, you do it? No. And I'm glad that you brought it up because I'm sure that there's a lot of people who are listening who their age is their crutch. Yeah. And and that's what's holding them back from doing whatever it is that they want to do. Oh, yeah. You know, and, I'm too old to start over. And, and it yeah. really is, um, you know, man, it's still I'll be 42, you know, and it's still like and looking good. Oh, thank you. Both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be 42 and it's still, um, you know, trying to keep trying to keep up but stay who you are kind of thing um it's a struggle you know because you know my girls that work with me they're a lot younger than me you know what i mean um so when while i may not care for glitter lashes mm -hmm. you know um but that's something that's in yeah you know and it's like well i don't want to restrict my girls from not being creative just because I feel like that's not my style, mm -hmm. you know? So that's, that's a struggle, you know, and that's a struggle. And I know it has a lot to do with, you know, my age is a little, I can get a little stubborn set in my ways, you know, but, um, no, you know, everything's worked out so far, you know, and I do, I get scared. I get really scared. I, I get really scared often like, man, you know, in this many years, I'll be 50 like, are you going to be able to do lashes at 50? Is anybody going to even want to come to you for their lashes and you're 50? You, you know, because yeah. it's just, I feel like people want to see a beauty professional that is a certain way, has a certain, image. has a certain image, right. And, um, you know, and that just might be uh, yourself creeping into your head way too much because it I think we be. all we all have self-doubt. Yeah, 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 definitely. And it's just trying to get through that and go, no, look, you thought that it was going to be hard when you were in your 40s. Now we're here and it's still, you know, everything's working out. So like chill out. <laughs> Sometimes I do have to kind of bring myself yeah. back and, you know, be easy with it. But so you get through school. Mm hmm. And then moving forward, how how do you get to the point of opening up your own salon? Um, I actually started working in a hair salon um, on Walsam and Austin Highway. It was my friend's hair salon. Um, I was working there and I had my own room. Um, so I was just paying booth rent. Okay. And um, like I said, lashes just took over. And my friends, they were in there doing hair. 
Um, they would refer their clients, you know, to me. I would do a lot of passing out flyers. I would do a lot of um, posting on Facebook. Um, and it really helped, too, that back then, lashes weren't a big thing yet. Okay. Um, there was it was maybe, kind of like a hidden gem. Right. It was very much um, you had a handful of girls that were, that were doing lash extensions. Mm -hmm. um, so that helped me. Yeah. You know, build because there wasn't so hopes. many options. Right. Right. Um, not back then there wasn't. And now, I mean, the industry has grown a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, so um, but I I feel like I've established some kind of, you know, name. Which is good, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, it just took off and I was just booked like I couldn't do facials. I couldn't do waxing. Everything that I thought I want, you know, was going to do lashes just like it took over. Um, so I moved from there and got, um, it's kind of hard doing lash extensions in the setup that I was in. I love the girls, um, but it's two different vibes. Okay. Like a hair salon, you know, you go in there and you're, the music is upbeat and you know, you're talking and, mm -hmm. and then lashes is more like a spa kind of service, yeah. you know? So it was hard to kind of combine the two in close quarters. So I left. Um, and I had my own suite at, um, salons by JC in okay. Lincoln Heights. And again, there weren't really a lot of lash girls, but it was starting to, you know, pick up. Um, and I just felt stagnant because I couldn't take any more new clients. My books were full, full, um, and I'm like, what's the next thing? What's the next step? Because I feel like it's just been the same for a while. And I, I, I don't like that. Okay. It was kind of like on autopilot. Right. And you were ready to make some moves. I was. I was. <laughs> I was like, no. When I feel like there's something more, I move on that. You know, because I wasted a lot of years not moving on that feeling. Mm -hmm. And the second I did, it just took off. So now anytime I get that feeling of like, there's something more or it's more. What's more? What's next? I move on it, you know. Um, and then, yeah, that's when I opened my first shop. And then I had the girls with me. Um, and it's been awesome because I've had to expand twice, you know, since I've had a, a shop full of girls. So it's been cool. Take me to that moment where you decide to uh, to open up your own shop. Um, because I know that you that you mentioned before we even started recording that you don't come from like a background of owning your own business or entrepreneurship or right. stuff like that. Right. Uh, how did you get your your questions answered or your doubts, um, you know, kind of a little relieved because going into something like that, I'm, I'm sure you're like you have a lot of questions. So right. How did you go about navigating that? So to be completely honest. As far as like rules and things like that, I winged it. Really? I did. I did. Um, the part where people were like, yeah, you should do it. You know, I have a circle that's like, do it. You know, you're Jen Pope, you know, yeah, you know, and they'll round me up to like, yeah, I can do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so that was my feel good to like, I'm doing right. You know, yeah. um, it, it might turn out all right. I might be all right. 
Um, as far as like the, what do you need and taxes and um, bookkeeping? Because all that stuff is and, intimidating. Oh yeah, yeah. I completely crossed that bridge when I got to it. <laughs> <laughs> And now I try, and that's why I try to um, tell girls who either they take my training or I have an opportunity to talk to them or, you know, I'll have girls that message me on Instagram. What do you think about this? I'm trying to do this. Do you have any advice? I like that I can give them that, look, I tried it like this with no guidance, Mm -hmm. but this is the way you should do it because once I had the right answers it was so much easier to take these steps. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it really was like just because, yeah, I didn't, I don't have, you know, since I moved to San Antonio and since I um, have started Jim Pope's Lashes, I have met amazing business owners. So now it's, um, you know, we can sit and I can call and I can talk to friends and I can, you know, that have their own businesses. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you do with this? And what do you, you know, since then I've I've hired a CPA. What do I do with this? You know, so now I have way more um, resources, resources, you know, and friends that can, you know, talk to me about different things like that. But before I didn't. You know, and you know what, though, the good thing is that you didn't let that hold you back. No, Mm -mm. I did for a while. I did for a while because it was just so outlandish. Mm -hmm. Like you're lucky to even have this call center job and have a 401k. Don't don't screw it up. Yeah. Or how dare you want more? (laughs) You know, I've had I've had people, people in my family that when I wanted to start this journey, told me I was too old. Don't do that. You're already, you know, you're too old for all that. You know, you're too old for all that. Um, I have hairdressers in my family, you know, that do hair. And I've had, I had a family member tell me, you're going to go to school. We already have somebody that does that in, in the family. Completely different license. Like if the position was already filled or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Exactly. So, you know, you'll, ha- and that's why a lot of moves that I make or I have a select few that I'll talk to about them. Not necessarily saying that I just need a whole bunch of yes men around me that are just going to agree with everything I say, but I know who my circle is that I can tell them and they're going to be like, let's legit look at you know, the pros and the cons, not just, do you think you should? Because man, you're really old, (laughs) you know, or do you think you should? Because I mean, you already have this, just chill out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that makes a difference too, because, you know, um, I w I was told, I was told, you know, you're, you're, don't do that. You're too old. You're going to leave all that. And that guilt, you know, it, it does hit you regardless of who tells you that, you know, you should feel guilty. It's going to hit you regardless, especially if you have kids, if you have home, you know, when I was in school, it felt like, man, you're selfish. You know, there were certain days that I'd be like, you are so selfish. Like you're leaving everything on, you know, your husband's plate to take care of financially. We're falling behind on this and you're here at school. 
to do eyelashes. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's like, I should have done this earlier. But before I knew where this could take me, it was like, and then you would be in the classroom and you'd be around 18, 19 year olds that are like, they have this time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they have this time to give six months of their life to get this license and they're doing makeup and they're having fun. And, and I'm like, how are we going to pay this? You know, and we can't, we can't do this with the kids because we're on this kind of budget and, you know, and they're living their carefree best life, which they should 18, 19, 20 years old, live that life. But then, you know, so there were plenty of days that I was like, man, grow up. Mm-hmm. Like you need to really for real, for real, get up out of here and get a job because you're falling behind on this and, you know, he's struggling to do this by himself and the kids, we haven't done this with the kids. And even though it was six months, it still felt like a very long time. You know, six months without a job compared to when you've been working seven, eight years, you know. And that took, paycheck hits the bank account every right, exactly. week or every 50, 15 days or whatnot. Exactly. And, and you start to think like, man, you know, I came from nothing, I, from literally nothing, like nothing. You know, there was a point in time where, you know, me and my kids, I wouldn't eat and I'd only be able to give them, you know, crackers and cheese and ketchup. You know, you came from that. You had a good setup. You know, you had a job for seven, eight years. You had it made, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're going to just throw all that away to follow this silly dream because you like lashes. So it's a lot of things that mess with your mental, you know, when you try something new step out of your comfort zone, you know? And I'm just happy that I was able to push through now that I know where it took me to and where it led me to. I'm like, man, I'm happy I didn't drop out. Yeah. (laughs) And now you're teaching it too. Yes. Congratulations on that. Thank you. I like, I love it. I love it. What is that like now? So in the state of Texas, you do have to be licensed. You cannot just take a class like with me or a workshop or anything, you can't do that um, without being licensed. Um, so in school, they don't really touch a lot on lash extension because that's not really on your state board and everything. Mm-hmm. So what the school does, they get you prepared for these questions that are going to be on this test um, to get your license. When you take that test, Nowhere does it really mention lash extensions. And you even do like a hands-on practical kind of test. It's all facial wax, you know, stuff like that. Okay. So um, the reason I really like to do it, especially for my girls that are in school, because when they're going to school, if you go to school because you're wanting to get that esthetician license or cosmetology um, to do lashes, you're not going to really learn a lot about it in school. So with my classes, you can get a specialty certificate saying, okay, I, I have my esthetician license and I, I finished, as, but I did a training that helps me learn the fundamentals of lashing because you don't really go over it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and I love it. I love meeting new people. I love talking to the girls and I get lost in it. I'm like, Let's do, you know, being hands on with them and stuff like that. I like it. 
So for somebody who's out um, listening to mm-hmm. us and, and maybe feels inspired and, and has been oh, wanting to so. do something like this, uh, well, I mean, what are, are, are the, the first few things or the first tips, the first few th- tips that you would give people who are thinking about going into the beauty industry and doing something beauty related? If that's what you feel, if that's what you feel, you can't get this thought out of your head, do it. Don't wait. Because if I would have known what I know now, you know, when I first wanted to do it, I missed out on a lot of years of, you know, being Jen Pope's lashes, you know. Um, A lot of people don't get into the industry, too, because they go, man, I want to do lashes, but everybody's doing lashes. I want to do, you know, facials, but everybody's doing facials. The beauty industry is competitive um, because you do have so many people that are now doing a lot of, you know, beauty services. But what they ha- what they don't have is you. Mm-hmm. You're going to make your own business. You're uh, and be original. Keep keep it to, keep yourself installed into your business because once you're only like everybody else when you act like everybody else, you know? So I say to people who want to get in the industry, do it because what they don't have is you. You're your own person. You're going to bring to that, your table, your business, you. Everything that, you know, isn't this last place, I got it. You know, it's me. This is Jim Pope. You know, so um, just do it. You know, whatever's holding you back or whatever is making you feel like you you can't, you got to force yourself and your train of thought to go a whole different direction, you know? And it'll, it'll make things a lot easier when you, all that negative that's coming in, you know, your your thoughts and what you're thinking, you just really have to force yourself to be like, nah, we're going to take this, The let's regroup, make it go the other direction, you know, make it go the other way. Um, a lot of times I even tell myself, like, talk to yourself like how you would talk to your kids, you know? Would you tell your kids, like, nah, you can't do that? <laughs> you know, if they came to you with a, a thought or a dream or something, would you tell your kids, no, that's ridiculous, you can't do that? If you wouldn't talk to your kids, it's a, talk to yourself like how you would talk to your kids. Lift, lift yourself up, you know, but especially if you don't have anybody who will do that for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean... Get the license, go to school, do it. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? It's six months, I think, for your esthetician's license if you're mm-hmm. going full-time. So, no. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so glad that you were able to, to make it out to, to share your story because, like I said, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I saw that post and I, I just thought, wow, she, she really has a story to tell and it's, yeah. it's something that needs to to be out there and that people need to hear. Well, thank you. Um, Where can we, uh, or where can the people that are are listening to us uh, follow you? How can they find you? Do you have, um, what what different social media outlets do you use? So the one thing you cannot, don't trust it. Don't trust my Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) 
Don't trust it. Do not trust my Twitter. That is one thing. Yes, I am too old for Twitter. I can't figure it out. (laughs) I cannot get my life together on Twitter. And I've tried. I've tried so hard. I've tried to YouTube it. And I'm like, what is even happening when I go? So it's just so fast. I think it's too fast. The information is way too fast. I'm like, y'all really don't. Y'all don't like it or y'all not seeing it? Like, I don't know what's happening. So Twitter is one thing we do not. I'm like, it's there, but I wouldn't. Don't, mm, you know. Yeah. But Instagram, Jen Pope slashes. Um, Facebook, Jen Pope slashes. Those are the two that we're pretty active on. Even though I still struggle with Instagram. Do you have a YouTube channel? I don't. You should start one. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. Is it hard? It's it's just it's just work. It's 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 work because um, I mean, if you want to put out something really nice and stuff like that, you know, editing and 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 just making sure that your video is is high quality and stuff like that. But I mean, if you get yourself a good and, you know, I was going to say you could get yourself a good camera. But nowadays with the iPhone, you don't even need a camera. You could just do it with your with the phone with the phone. Yeah. I mean, just go for it. But yeah, YouTube is huge. Yeah. I might. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, we might to uh, 2022. We might see a YouTube <laughs> channel on there. <laughs> do you have any uh, upcoming trainings or anything like that? I do. So with, you know, how COVID is, you know, has everything crazy. Um, I was doing group trainings. Um, I actually was supposed to do a group training in Virginia. Um, this would have been my first time doing one out of state. But it was supposed to actually happen this weekend. Okay. But with everything going on with uh, COVID and the spike, and I'm no longer doing like group, but I am doing one-on-ones. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll do a one-on-one so it's just me and her and her model. Gotcha. Instead of like a room full of people and, you know, because I I feel like they're already going, um, you know, really nervous. This is their first time kind of working on a model and, and things like that. I don't want anybody to be even more nervous with eyes on you and right and it's so many other people in the room yeah you know so I just want to make it a good experience for them so so now I'd rather just do the the one-on-one is it safe to say they can dm you oh yeah yeah they they want more information text us call us we'll be more than happy to answer any questions sounds good Sounds good. So what's 2022? What's what's in store for Jen Pope slashes? Oh, man. So, you know, I'm really wanting to open a store. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought I wanted a second location with uh, Lash Girls, but I don't know. That's not on my heart. Okay. <laughs> that, that really isn't what um, I'm wanting to do right now, but I I'm really have my mindset on opening a, a store for lash girls to purchase product how cool so um i know that there's a, a, a couple of but not many um actual stores that if man i drop my tweezers and they break i can just run to the store real quick and get a set of tweezers a lot of our products um, come from you know different websites and stuff okay. like that uh so Something local, you know, for San Antonio Lash Girls to go ahead and just walk in if they're missing something from, you know, their, oh man, I ran out of glue. I need to just run real quick. Jump hope slashes. Nice. Hopefully that's, that's what I want. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I, uh, Definitely enjoy this. Thank you so much for making the time to come out here to share your story. I hope that this is a benefit, not only 
for for me, uh, but for everybody else that's yeah, listening, and I uh, hope so. and just keep at it. You're you you know, please keep posting, keep yeah, uh, inspiring us because we are watching you, uh, and I include myself there. Like, <laughs> I just want to thank God <laughs> and all the little people. <laughs> oh no, man, thank you. I I really this was my first time ever doing hey. this, and you made it so cool. Like I I don't know what I. I almost in my head I pictured it like a I don't know first forty eight interrogation <laughs> thing. <laughs> I was gonna be sweating under the lights or something, but no, nah, this is awesome. You made this awesome. I'm like, thank you. This is cool. Thank you so much, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, please subscribe to the Savage Podcast. Please share on your Instagram, on your Facebook, so that your friends and followers can also uh, uh, tune in to our uh, episodes and uh, stay tuned because we do have a lineup full of really awesome guests, uh, motivational, inspiring stories to share with you and get you on the path to reaching for your dreams too. So we are out. This has been the Savage Podcast. Mwah.